I'm Little Possum. You are listening to the beautiful sounds of praise and worship on Praise Until Dawn here on the Praise Broadcasting Network. As usual, I want to point you to our podcast of A Time Apart and Praise Until Dawn up at our website at pbnradio.com. That's PBN, Praise Broadcasting Network, pbnradio.com. And at the top of the page there, click on Podcast. You'll find both broadcasts up there. A Time Apart will have ATA colon in front of it. Want to welcome our Roku listeners. If you have Roku, great way to listen to Praise Until Dawn and Praise Broadcasting Network. Just search for, if, if you don't already know, just search for PBN or Praise Broadcasting Network. And I also want to say hello to all of our iWatch listeners, tablet, iPod, iPad listeners, Samsung, iPhone and other phone listeners, and of course our laptop and desktop listeners, and our iHeartRadio listeners. And I'm, I'm sure I've left somebody out, but whatever platform you're using to listen, welcome. Those listening by Alexa, ask her to play PBN Classic on TuneIn. I actually use Alexa to monitor pbnradio.com. Great way to listen. Good sound on it. I also want to remind you about our pbnradio.com Facebook page as well as my personal site. Go to our pbnradio.com homepage at pbnradio.com and click on the little blue and white Facebook logo at the top. It has a a small letter F, which is white, with a, a circle of blue behind it. That's Facebook. That will take you to our pbnradio.com Facebook page. For my personal page, while you're at the pbnradio.com Facebook page, go up to the search bar and at the top enter Pat Rutherford 1232. Pat Rutherford 1232. Drawing us 
15th of the month like Claudia and I do. <laughs> Those of you who are over like 65, you know what I'm talking about. Ours is the first Wednesday after the 15th of the month. Now that sounds real good, but social security checks. But for those of you who are younger than that, um, yeah, uh, that means that there are times when our check comes the, the first Wednesday after the 15th, like this month, is the 21st. <laughs> uh, you know, this, this is government. They don't just send it to you on, on the 15th. You have to, okay, let's see, I can pay that, I, I, I can't pay that, I, uh, <clears throat> and let it stretch six more days. And on tough months, whew. So we're in the same boat as you are. <laughs> you might as well laugh at it. What else can you do? You know, I, I was listening to... Um, Todd White, uh, while I was getting a shower, and he said something that was really profound, which Todd usually does, comes up with something. Um, he said, if, and it, it just rang true with, with our father's words, um, if you have fear in your life, then you're following Satan's words instead of God's words. You're following him instead of God. Now, I, look, I know. <laughs> and if the worst thing in our life is that we are concerned about money, Come on, if we can't trust our Heavenly Father for money or to provide another way. There are people literally on, as I said, said the last two days, my brother died. My brother's not worried about money right now. He's not worried about this election. He's not worried uh, if his family's going to do okay. He's not worried that he'll have to go to Africa and get beheaded by a, uh, some 
pygmy tribe in, in, the, in the forests or get beat up and, and eaten by a gorilla. Uh, he's not afraid that he's going to have to go to some Muslim country and uh, they torture him and behead him. He's not worried about any of that. Not only because he's with Jesus and with, with mom, he has perfect trust and faith in Jesus right now. I, I think a lot of the problem is it's been 2,000 years. We didn't go hear the voice of God as he taught. Yet I'm sure just like most other people people at that time. We would have come up with some other excuse to, to fear. They had terrible diseases back then. Things that we, we don't even have today, they're, they're eradicated. Or we just take a simple pill for. Life was tough back then when you stop to really, really think about it. One of my favorite verses. <laughs> I gave you one of my favorite yesterday and the day before. <clears throat> this this is one of right up there with your your foundations will be made with sapphires. This this fits right up there with it. Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, the produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food. The flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. You know, everything he's describing there, it's the way they made money back then. The, these are farmers and vine dressers, is that what they call them? Vineyard people <laughs> that grow grapes and eat sell the grapes and make the wine and I could go on with though you just lost your job at the factory or people are rioting in the streets though you have other armies marching down your streets and you're overtaken by an enemy Though your car breaks down and you don't have enough money in the bank. Though your child is sick and there is no cure. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Claudia and I have, with, with fingernails, dug in, have 
we would not let go of these verses. Sweat pouring down our face. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. We refuse to listen to Satan. Don't start rebuking and all that. You, you do it once. Fear you go in the name of Jesus. And then start quoting what's in your heart from our Heavenly Father's Word. But you see, you have had to have been in His Word, devoured His words to be able to speak it out. You could do that if you spent every day with us and listened to the music here. That's how I get a lot of it. That's how Claudia gets a lot of it. This is worship and praise to our Father. Don't start telling Satan he's a snake, he's no good. Stop addressing him. He's lost. Start saying what your Heavenly Father says. That's why He's protected these words for so long. Though the fig tree should not blossom, no fruit beyond the vines, no produce of the olive, it fails. And the fields yield no food. The flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. You've sold the last one. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord, I will take joy in the God of my salvation. God the Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer's, and He makes me tread on my high places. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, my shield, my God, my rock, in whom I take refuge. I will not fear. And you let that smile come back on your face, a smile of, I know, I know. I'm a son, I'm a daughter. He has not and he will never forget me. He will give you an idea. He will, get, he will bring people to other people's doors. He will, we've seen this. He will, you fill in the blank. He has not 
forsaken. Like my brother, there are Christians that will die. Do not fear. It's like people, I, I was up late last night answering notes and emails again. Thank you. Thank you for everyone who has sent a note. Um, it means a lot to Claudia and me. And we try to answer everyone. There are Christians that will die. But it's like I, I tell the others, I'm okay. I, I cannot shed a tear over this because I, I know that in this life my brother has hurt, pain involved. And now he's pain free. Now he's where he has longed to be and his family will be okay. He knows his brother will help look out after them. And God will bring others and bring opportunities. There will be death on this planet. But unlike those who don't trust, we don't have an end. Well, in honesty, they don't either. They, they live forever, if I understand my instruction manual correctly. They live forever, but it's in a place I don't think they will enjoy. And that's why God has painted it as terrible as he has, so that they will run from that place into his arms. But there are those who mock him. And I want love for those people. You know, I, I was thinking of some of the... Uh, I, I, was, I was thinking of some of the politicians. I almost have to wash out my mouth with soap when I say that word, politician. And there are those who blatantly lie and vie for power and there are those who do it behind the scenes and they look so nice and so agreeable on camera but they're plotting and, and scheming behind the scenes more than likely I'm not a judge it's not up to me, but according to my instruction manual, they're, they're not trusting Jesus. They're, they're, and they have a future that is not going to be nice. And I just pray, God, give me love for these people. Show me how to reach them. But if we have fear in our lives, what do we have to teach them? 
So that's why Claudia and I are here with this. Uh, we were talking yesterday about how did I, how did we get here? You know, we'll, we'll from time to time have this conversation because it's, it's a, I'm going to use a word we don't use in Texas, a conundrum. That's kind of a big word. So we, we, we like to keep things simple in Texas. But uh, it, it's a conundrum to us. It, it's a mystery to us. How I, You know, high school, college, graduate school, and I, I even went back to school for to study for medicine after master's degree. Never once, never once, even thinking this would be a career. How did I get here? How did Claudia get here? How, how? But you know what? I don't think I would have been happy with, with anything else. This music is just waters my heart and my soul. And the neat thing is we get to share it with you. And then in verse 8, if you go into the next uh, verse, it says, I say this not as a command. Very important. He's not commanding the Corinthians to give now to, to the believers in Jerusalem. I say this not as a command, but to prove by the earnestness of others that your love also is genuine. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you by his poverty might become rich. Okay, so first, let's just make sure this is clear. Um, because I, I hear comments like this. Uh, I might just say, you can hear straight from my mouth. I don't believe that you are required, you, you Christians in the room, I don't believe you are required to give a certain amount of your income. From my study of Scripture, as I look through this, especially when I look at the New Testament, I don't believe that uh, we're, we're required to give this 10%, and so that those who give their 10% go, oh, good, I did it, and those who don't feel guilty all the time. Um, I don't believe that. I don't believe it's commanded, and I don't believe that, uh, that, that we're commanding you to give. Here's, here's what I do believe, because I hear people say, oh, Francis thinks we should all live in poverty and, and give to those who are in need. And I, you know what? I don't, I don't think you're required to do anything. What I'm saying is, the same thing Paul is saying here, is you have this awesome example in Jesus, who was rich. Was he pretty well off? He's doing all right. In heaven. And what he does is he became poor, made himself nothing, so that we all in this room could be rich, right? I mean, why are you here today? Because someone left all of his riches, came down, and gave you a pretty awesome life. We were singing up here, I'm a friend of God. And in and, and that, that saying, you know, who am I that you're mindful of me and that you love me? And I, I love Brig, first of all. And I, I just love his heart. Just going, gosh, I'm just overwhelmed by this love of God. That are you kidding me? I am a friend of God. I am an heir, a fellow heir of all of his riches. 
So he came down and he sacrificed and he made me rich. And so as followers of Christ, all I'm saying is that desire should be in us. That's all I'm saying. It's not a command you've got to give. I'm just saying, gosh, doesn't it prove to you that the Holy Spirit really is in your life that you actually have the same desire of Christ? You go, wow, I saw what he did for me. I'd love to empty myself and help these other people. That it's the response of having given your life over to God. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, I think he says it real well. If we go to chapter 9, there's a couple of verses, verse 6 and 7. He says, the point is this. Here's, here's the real point of it. Whoever sows sparingly, that means whoever just gives a little bit, will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he's decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Okay, why is it that we stop passing the plate here? It's, it's largely because of a passage like this, where I didn't want anyone feeling guilty and going, oh, there's the plate, the guy next to me, I saw what he put in it. And uh, see, because that's under compulsion uh, or reluctant, like, I really don't want to give this, but I'm going to look really stupid next to that guy or my friends or why. I just don't want any of that because what God is most concerned about is, is the heart. He loves a cheerful giver. So in your heart, it, what, what should happen is have this desire where you're like Jesus. You actually are like Jesus and thinking, man, I want to help other people. And I couldn't wait to get to church because I thought through what I was going to give and I get to stick it in that box. It's, it's the, that's, that's all we want. The rest, there's no reward for that anyways. You want to do it out of love. You want to do it out of joy. And that's the point, is, is to believe not that, ooh, look at what a great person you are. You gave all that money. No, it's more, it's like, no, I'm just being a smart person. Because what the Bible says, the book that I trust says, if I give, I sow bountifully, I'm going to reap bountifully. That God's, God's going to bless me in this life and in the life to come. And if he gives me more, I get to give more. It's not this health wealth thing where, ooh, he'll give me more and then I can buy my mansion. It's like, wow, I get to be even more of a giver and more of a giver and more of a giver. It's the joy behind it. So understand that. And that's why Paul says this isn't about a command. It's not about you better do this or you can go to hell unless you give 10%. No, it's about you giving yourself to the Lord first and saying, I'd like to be like Jesus. I want to be a Christ Christian and become like him and that was beautiful. He left his riches and made my life wonderful. I want to do the same thing for other people. So God changed my heart and make me a giver. And that's what this is about.
In the beginning was the Word. The Word was in God's presence. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. Through him all things came into being, and apart from him nothing came to be. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was life. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. The Word became flesh and we have seen his glory. The glory of an only begotten Son coming from the Father filled with enduring love. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee named Nazareth. He was sent to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. Upon arriving, the angel said to her, Rejoice, O highly favored daughter, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. She was deeply troubled by his words, and wondered what his greeting meant, and the angel went on to say, Do not fear, Mary, you have found favor with God. You shall conceive and bear a son, and give him the name Jesus. And Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Hence, the holy offspring to be born will be called the Son of God. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, and my spirit exalts in God my Savior, for he has looked with mercy on my
ransom captive in lonely exile here until the Son of God appear Rejoice Rejoice Emmanuel shall come to This child that you delivered 
from heaven's height to manger low. There is no distance the Prince of Peace won't go. From manger low to Calvary's hill, when your pain runs deep. His love runs deeper still. He has always loved you, child, and he always will. Somewhere in your silent night, heaven hears the song. Just lift your head for love has come to find you somewhere in your silent night. Lift your head, lift your heart. Close to 
So I was searching, and also as a teenager, I always was searching for the truth. And um, um, I was also meditating with Buddhists and Buddhist temple and the Buddhism. I was searching Buddhism, and I was also in uh, Mexico in the jungle with the Mayans. And I was searching for the truth. I always searched in my life for the truth, and I always had that feeling: I want to to be set free. I want to be alive. So I was searching everywhere, also in the New Age. Yeah, and um, but I never felt freedom. And my aunt, she's with Jesus 25 years now, and she always told me with my uh, uncle, Jesus is the truth. And I was totally in the Buddhism and New Age, and I said, yeah, yeah, because I never saw the fruits in my life from my, from the Catholic and background. I said no, but there's the Buddhism and the shamanism. And I, yeah, I had the feeling there's something going on more than in the church. So my aunt told me about Jesus and my uncle, and I said, yeah, yeah, I didn't take it serious. It went to this ear and this ear out. Um, we moved to Los Angeles, and we lived there because my husband has to do his music business, and I was on an acting school during this time. I went on an acting school in Germany. One time, my husband said, okay, 
let's go to Palm Desert because we need to get out here. It's too crazy in Los Angeles, Hollywood. And uh, we went to Palm Desert, which is very desert. It's really quiet and it's calm and uh, yeah, not many people are there. And we have a friend with us. Her name is uh, Olivia and she was with us. We were like a spiritual commune, something like that. Everyone was searching for the truth. And uh, I remember one night, me and David, my husband, we were sitting outside in the garden and under the stars in the night. And he took out a pipe and he said, okay, we can smoke this and then we'll get answers. Maybe you feel better after that. Yeah, and I said, okay, what's that? And he said, it's a herb. It's uh, salvia, which the Aztecs and uh, Mayans, they take it um, to reach higher beings and getting answers. And I was searching for answers for all my life. And um, I was in a situation where I thought, no, acting is not for me. Music, My music career didn't work out. And I said, okay, and we have also problems in a marriage and many stuff from the childhood came up and I was really at the point where I was saying, no, I, can, I cannot be here at this place anymore. I have everything. We have the money, we have everything. I have a beautiful family, I have a beautiful child, but something missing in my heart. So I said to myself, okay, let's try it. And my, my friend Olivia, she started and she took three shots and three shots are enough because salvia is like you take three shots, not, uh, only a few shots and you're really out of everything. And because I was smoked marijuana when I was a teenager, I thought, ah, it's only a herb, it's not chemical. So I can take more shots. I wanted to be brave, you know. <laughs> And instead of taking three shots, I took eight or more shots. And I was totally, I was, I had a blackout. I don't know, it was really, I was so scared. And during that time, I had, I had also epilepsy. Since I was 16, I had epilepsy. And I heard many stories that people will die of, 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 of taking drugs when they have this um, illness. And I said, okay, I was really, I don't know, I had panic attacks and everything. And usually this, this, this um, thing, it takes two minutes and then you are sober. But because I take eight or more shots, it, it went all the night. <sighs> yeah, we were sleeping and I, I, I said, I have to sleep because I cannot take it anymore. I, I thought I would, I, would, I would die. So in the morning, everyone was still sleeping. I wake up at point nine o'clock in the morning I was looking at the watch and I said oh my god I'm still and I found out I'm still in that in that place you know still high not less high and my heart was bumping and I couldn't breathe and I thought this is the last moment I'm gonna die or or I never will come back always staying in that zone I thought you know because I heard some stories and I said, oh God, why I did this? Why I did this? I was so panicked. So I went to the bathroom. I went down on my knees and I tried to meditate I, as I always use it. As I used to always meditate in the morning. But in my mind, I remember the words of my aunt. And she told me, if you are in danger, call Jesus. And during that moment, she said that. I said, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> but 
when I was in that moment and I was really scared to death, I was screaming for the first time in my life. I, I screamed, Jesus. From the bottom of my heart. And there he was. Standing in front of me. <laughs> Sorry. And there he was, standing in front of me. Beautiful. I never saw someone, never saw someone like him, you know, so beautiful and the most beautiful eyes. I mean, no, no one has his color. And he put me into his zone and there, there was no time, you know, it's only me. It was only me and him. And he was so tall. I was in a child size, you know, child size. And he was so tall, and he came down to look straight into my eyes, that he can look into my eyes. And I was wondering why he came down only for me. Yeah, and he was talking to me, but in a in a lovely way. I never heard someone talking like him. No one talks like him. This beautiful golden words for me was golden words. And. He gave me all the answers I needed, all the answers. And oh, he was smiling all the time. He had this beautiful, he had this beautiful smile. And wow, I, and he looked like a king. I was wondering why he didn't wear this white, you know, um, yeah, um, simple thing, you know. Uh, yeah, a king stood in front of me. And he, he was, but he would, he was not behave like a king. He was so, you know, so, so lovely. So there are no words for it. And yeah, he was smiling the whole time and was, he also touched with a hand. He's like, he's really, really close, you know, he's really, uh, <laughs> yeah. And then I was thinking like, how many hours, uh, how many minutes he will stay with me? Because he took a long time for me. I mean, only for me. There are so many people in the world. Why he took a long time for me? I was, I had this question, but he was smiling like, of course, he, he read my mind and he said, you don't need to take this to reach me. No one needs to take this to reach me. Just call me. And from that moment, I knew it, it's true. What, what's written in the Bible, knock and I will open the door ask and it will be given and from that moment I know this is the truth he is the truth he is the life he's he's the way and then the the heaven opened up like the clouds opened up and and someone was was calling him and he looked up and then he said it's time to go and then he he raised he, he had this hand he raised his hand like this and he was <laughs> yeah he went to heaven It looks like he's an elevator. He was like, and I was looking like, and I, I saw when I looked up into the heaven, I saw the disciples. I saw the disciples, and the light and the love came out from from heaven down to to me. And I was looking like he's and he's he he was smiling because I was thinking like, oh, my, I want to go with you, please. I want to go with you. And he he read my mind. He said. Early for you. I know you. I understand. It's too early. But he was smiling, and 
many people was there too, not only the disciples, and they're holding hands, and it, it looks like a big party of love. Everyone is happy, there's freedom, there's ah, oh, everything you cannot imagine, you know. That's the place everyone wants to go. And then the clouds closed, the heaven closed. And then I woke up and I was sober. I was so sober. I was so happy. I have so much freedom. I had so much freedom in my heart. I'm so thankful, you know, I'm so thankful for that. Sent his firstborn son, the angel. 
claiming this little one. Glory to God in the highest, we celebrate His birth. Glory to God in the highest, peace and goodwill on the Just past in a manger lay. Salvation had come at last to the world that day. Glory to God in the highest. He celebrate his birth. Glory to God in the highest. He sent goodwill on the
commanded us to kindle the light of Hanukkah. Baruch Adonai, Eloheinu, Melech HaOlam, She'asa Nisim, Lavoteinu, Bayamim, Ohem, Baruch. 
Blessed art thou, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who did miracles for our fathers in days of old at this season. Baruch Adonai Eloheinu Melech Olam Shehechianu Vakiyamanu Vahigianu Lasman Blessed art thou, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who has kept us in life and has preserved us and enabled us to reach this season. Amen.
I can run to meet you there on this Hanukkah, on this feast of dedication. I dedicate myself to you, and with every candle on the menorah that illuminates the night, comes a prayer you'd kindle in me, Yeshua. A desire for your fire, for your light. Oh, make of my mortal body a house worthy of your name. Rid me of what's ungodly. And every hidden thing of shame on this Hanukkah, on this feast of dedication, I dedicate myself to you, and with every. Candle on the menorah that illuminates the night comes my prayer. You'd kindle in me, Messiah, a desire for your fire, for your light. Take. I supply of oil, not enough to burn long. I fear, but oh, how I pray I may one day say a great miracle happened here on this Hanukkah, on this. Dedication. I dedicate myself to you, my Yeshua. I dedicate myself to you.
You've been listening to Pat Rutherford and Praise Until Dawn here on the Praise Broadcasting Network. Pat and Claudia would love to hear from you. I'll give you the address in just a moment. Thank you for remembering that Praise Broadcasting Network is listener-supported. Your donations help keep PBN on the air for listeners just like you all over the world. Donations are tax-deductible in the United States and appreciated from around the world. Our address is Praise Broadcasting Network, P.O. Box 2468, Asheboro, North Carolina, 27204. You can also visit our website at www.pbnradio.com. Pat and Claudia love reading your email. You may send it to mail at pbnradio.com or call them at 336-626-PRAY. That's 336-626-7729. You're listening to Praise Until Dawn, coast to coast and around the world here on the Praise Broadcasting Network.